Hello and welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards. I'm Demi Ramos. And today we've got Shade on the show. All right, guys. It is about time that we have an electro-pop artist on the show. Um, We have Max, Chelsea, and Spencer from D.C. And uh, word is that two of them are married, so stay tuned to find out which ones. (laughs) Find out. (laughs) You won't know unless you listen to the rest of the show. (laughs) Exclusive. Which one of the twins is married to Chelsea? Yeah. No. Oh, my goodness. Just like when we have a band from New York that you're excited to talk to. Shade is from DC. I spent a lot of time in DC. I spent a big chunk of my post-college years in DC. They came out of the DC folk scene and then uh, several years ago, they kind of switched up their style and that's what worked. Uh, their, Their song Trampoline was huge. It was on an Apple commercial. It was just everywhere and now they're back with new music. They've got a new single called No Other Way that's out and they're also... Uh, working on their debut album, which is scheduled to come out in April. So um, it's strange to to talk to a band that's been around for eight, nine years, but really they're just getting started. And you know what's so unique about these guys are that I was watching some other interviews and I was watching them perform and I was like, I've never seen three people look like they love each other so freaking much. Like they're literally like one would speak during an interview and the other two are just smiling like the entire time. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, there's a really cool dynamic between, I guess you can call them all family, you know? So um, I'd love to know how that plays into, you know. Can you imagine being a group in a band with two other guys and yeah. they're twins and you're married to one of them? I think Chelsea's a very lucky woman. Before Shay come on, um, I just want to remind everyone, if you're listening on Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts, you can watch video episodes on YouTube and Facebook Watch. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook Watch, you can listen to audio episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, etc. We're talking, you know, we've got Dayglow, Wyclef Jean, Judah and the Lion. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a huge, we got 50 shows for you guys to listen to. So uh, when you get a chance, check out our archive of all our past shows. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely amazing um, how the how much the show has grown, and I think me and Jordan have a lot more in store for the coming future, uh, the end of this year and the beginning of 2021. So let's get it popping. Shade isn't the only act on our show today. We will also talk to Ben Schuler later in the show. You may know Ben from his YouTube channel Nerd Out. He is also a singer, and he will perform for us later in the show. One thing that I'm really excited to find out today is I noticed that every, oh, nice. All right. Whoa! Oh my goodness. Hi. What's up? We've got, the whole, twins. we've got the whole Shade crew here. We've got the whole crew here. Whole Shade crew. Yeah. And you all look like you're in like some awkward family photo frame. <laughs> like, like something your mom made you take. You oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take um, and <laughs> I'm sorry, you get this all the time. Which one of you is Max? Which one of you is Spencer? Max. Max. Spencer. Spencer with the slightly longer hair. Yes. You used to have more of a, a variation in hairstyle. Yeah, Spencer used to have very long hair. They, yeah. they, both, they both copied me. Is what oh, really? All our hair off I was actually just going to tell Jordan, I'm so excited because I feel like every release, um, Chelsea has I brought this hair. new... Yes. And I was like, I was like, Jordan, what's she going to do this time? And it just works every time. It's like, oh, I'm excited to see what's next. I think I've just 100%. been, I've just been trying out a bunch of things, but I've landed on this. I love this. And I don't know that I'll change it for a while. So let's start with your new single, No Other Way. You released a video recently for it too. Yeah. The video is great. It's got really like high production values. You're out in the rain. You're getting soaked and I'll throw up a, a screenshot of the video so people can know what we're talking about. Tell us about making that video. You must, did you make it pre-COVID? Like, um, tell us about that experience of being in the rain and all those different elements in that video. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so this, I, we recorded this actually like a month ago. 
um, we got on a plane for the first time during the pandemic and we went to Florida and we went to a studio in Tampa that had, um, you have to explain Unreal, it. yeah. It's called Unreal Engine Technology. So they filmed the Mandalorian with the same type of screen. That's the new but that's all, Yeah, that's like all, uh, it's a massive HD screen that sort of um, goes around the entire room. Um, so yeah, that was all, uh, and then we, they brought in real props. So they brought in the palm, you know, the trees and the rocks, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So the rain you were seeing in that jungle scene actually was rain in the background, but Chelsea had to pour like water on her and people were spraying her, spraying us with water for like an hour. Chelsea it was, was like, a whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, not to get hypothermia, but it was, uh, yeah, it was worth it. it. <laughs> yeah. Totally worth it. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. Thank you. And th it, that's one thing you get the Mandalorian set. When you get a number one hit, you get a Mandalorian set, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true. Mm. That was the first like, you know, real big budget. Yeah video we ever done and it was it was really cool it was cool. are you guys living together right now no spencer and i live together um and we're at our house right now and then max lives like right in dc i live in dc but i i'm here like four nights out of the week he might as well live here yeah i mean i have my own room yeah i heard in a previous uh interview that you guys were living together and i wanted to know what does um the shade household look like during the quarantine mid quarantine you guys are all together but i guess two of you were together and the other one was. you're in the same city what did that look like were you guys just yeah were you creating music um how did you guys kind of adjust to the how much like, you get on each other's nerves yeah yeah <laughs> the music change right so um we all moved into we moved into different spots right before the pandemic so we've been living together for the past four years three years um so we we have been in close quarters with each other for many, many years, whether that be a tour van or whatever. So there was no, um, we didn't get on each other's nerves because of a small space. We just tend to bicker a lot sometimes, uh, especially if we're all stressed and, and getting um, just anxious with all the COVID So we, we started the pandemic. It's mad. Well, no. when the pandemic started, I should say, we, we, uh, yeah, yes, we, we did not, we did not start, start the we pandemic. Not start the pandemic. <laughs> um, Your patience. <laughs> um, let me, let me rephrase, let me rephrase that. When the pandemic started, Chelsea and I moved in with her parents. Um, That's we always fun, the in-laws. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was a blast. No, it was actually, <laughs> it actually, was, it actually it was, was a blast. It was fun. It was fun. But we set up a studio in their living room and my studio was just, you know, we had a microphone, we had a laptop, we had a couple of guitars and stuff like that. But we recorded no other way at her parents' house for the most part, all the vocals and, and some guitars and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we were able to make it work. We just, you know, we, even when we recorded trampoline, we recorded it in our rental house and a really small room. So transitioning to her parents and then eventually our studio wasn't as difficult um, for us. Yeah. You guys, after the success of Trampoline, I'm sure you got major label attention, but you're still on Photo Finish. You mm -hmm. stayed independent. So what's behind the decision to stay independent and still record in your living room? I think it's just we really love working with them, and they've always given us the freedom to do what we want creatively, and they've always been supportive. So, I mean, it was like a no-brainer. Yeah. They've, they've been great all through, through and through. They've mm -hmm. always believed in us, and they, they've really stepped up when Trampoline – had some kind of momentum from the Apple commercial. They put like all of their just tons of resources behind it and really got the ball rolling. So your hair is sticking. My hair sticking up. Sorry, yeah. thanks, You know, it takes this one song to kind of just break an artist, right? Um, if you guys can take us back to before Trampoline and when you were writing that song, um, did you, in a million years, sense that like this was the song that was going to change our career? No, definitely not. Um, we. We had moved into a house together. Um, we were doing like a little bit of touring. We wrote Trampoline in our studio. Um, and it just was a song that we obviously loved. I mean, each song is like really, you know, near and dear to us, but we never thought that it would get where it is today. And um, yeah. Yeah, very fortunate. I mean, we were in a nice groove because we've been living together for a couple months and just writing every day. So I think that process helped that song come out. 
of yeah. our whatever. Yeah. And we've been, we've been touring like, like pretty nonstop. We were doing a bunch of touring and we it was the first time we ever actually lived together. You know, we were living in different places and Chelsea was coming to our place and we were writing and it was the first time where we were able to like have a couple months just to wake up every day and get in the groove, like Spencer said. So yeah. that, I think it was the second song we wrote in our, in our house that we actually produced out. So yeah. Who would have thought a song that has a whistling part as part of the main hook would become what it, what it became. <laughs> we're bringing the whistle back. We, we are proud to say, I think we brought the, the whistle back to the limelight with that track. So I'm a DC guy. I'm a Montgomery County guy. Oh, Ooh. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, if you, if you recall growing up, there was a newspaper called the Gazette. Yes. Yeah. That and was, I was a Gazette entertainment writer. I wrote about all the folk bands in Tacoma and I was oh, shout out and Dari and the sweater set. Uh, Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser, all those people. I know all of them. Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser were- They're legends. They're like Tacoma legends. In 2010, Spence and I did some in-residence kind of like artist development program at Strathmore. The Strathmore Artists, yeah, I I covered that when I was at the Gazette. Eddie Scott, shout out to Eddie Scott. Anyways, Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser, they were our mentors. They were your mentors. And awesome they great with our studio like like told us what microphones to get it's so cool that there's someone like you that came out of that mentor pro that uh artist residence program i was i was at the gazette from 09 to 11 so i was there like when they were really getting it off the ground so that's really cool wow. um yeah that's right that. what i was getting around for that what i was getting at with that is you guys started out as kind of this folk band so to speak um and there's still uh some walking sticks videos floating around on youtube if you if you look up yeah oh there's Ch- Ch- and chelsea you gotta dig deep for it i thought i deleted all those oh no they're still there okay. they're still there so that's walk it i don't i'm not gonna say walk it back we're not gonna do a pun we're not gonna do a pun <laughs> you just um, Take us back. (laughs) What was behind the decision to convert your sound from that folk sound to the electronic pop sound that people know you for now? Well, so we, Chelsea was a solo artist before this. Spence and I were in bands and we were always, before the folk project, we were in in, in kind of a more adult, contemporary sounding, like kind of Coldplay-ish, Goo Goo Dolls vibe. And I think we, we, at that point, we... Where am I trying to get here? I don't know where Chelsea, you're trying to go. Chelsea <laughs> kind of started guest singing on some stuff that we had when we were doing the folk thing, but we weren't doing any of the production and we had a drummer and things didn't work out with the drummer. And at that point, we just were like, you know what? We have a solid core here with us three. Let's like get into production. And Chelsea had this whole 80s influence coming in and we just, we picked up a Casio keyboard at a garage sale and then we just kind of started experimenting with that. And we, we transitioned from the folk stuff to the electronic leaning and released a couple EPs as the walking sticks with that kind of new direction. And then we had this whole batch of songs that felt really kind of fresh and deserving of kind of a new name and just a, a rebrand. And so that was, that was shade. And then yeah. uh, got signed pretty quickly after that. So tell us about your scene and what you grew out of and why that's so unique. Um, when we were uh, kind of coming up, there were a bunch of small venues that were very um, helpful. You know, they were open to like more local bands and stuff like that. So that was huge. Like a lot of them have actually gone under, but um, during the pandemic, which is really sad, but we would play like DC nine, rock and roll hotel, velvet, the velvet lounge, all these great venues. And um, there was a very eclectic, at least the scene that we were a part of, it was super eclectic. There was a lot of like really great R&B and some also some other great kind of more electronic leaning artists. And I think it was just a very like supportive community. There was a great crowd of people coming out in DC and we built like even now a lot of people will come up to us at shade shows in DC and say they remember us as walking sticks. So a lot of a lot of uh, great, great fans came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. After after trampoline starts taking off. Tell us about the vibe, the feeling. Tell us about what it was like to take that ride, to have that song kind of go out into the world. And what was, I think, the, the hardest part would be managing the stress and 
picking the right picking the right uh, paths to go down, if that makes sense, like what um, shows to do, who to collaborate with, all those decisions are so crucial so that you don't become a one hit wonder. Like what was that feeling like as that song was taking off? Oh, that's a good one. Um, for us, so we never thought that the song would be what, it would, what it's become. Um, we had the Apple commercial and then radio kind of took off from there and um, just hearing our song on the radio is so incredible even now, you know, we still pinch ourselves. Um, I think just this whole process has made us realize that us writing together, just, you know, like this core group and being just continuing to be super true to ourselves, you know, that's how we wrote Trampoline. And um, we've worked with big producers, Trampoline has, you know, opened a really great amount of doors for us and uh, we worked with a lot of producers a lot of songwriters um, but I f we feel most I guess true to ourselves and we're just writing together so I think that's kind of made it um, easy to figure out who we want to work with and you know how we want to proceed we just really uh, like to surround ourselves with you know people that are supportive and and can yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know, I mean I think that, that's good Good point. I mean, I think what we've realized is that keeping the core with us three and, and we're totally open to collaborating with people, but like the songwriting, like this, the best songs we've written that we had like an entire album that was pretty much done before the pandemic hit. And it was pieced together based off these incredible writing opportunities we had, where we would, but we would go in and kind of like write stuff from scratch with people we never met. And um, we had that whole album and after the pandemic hit and we were you know, had some time to reflect. We just scrapped everything. And this entire album that we have coming out early spring is all written post, you know, lockdown and just written in our homes. So I think that it's just, we've, you know, we've, we've had amazing opportunities. We got to like do a song with Sting and like collaborate with him and, and, and uh, some other amazing people, but. And Zane. And Zane. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta know. There's three of you. You guys are like strong individuals, strong songwriters. How does it start? How does a song start? Yeah. With a whistle. <laughs> with a wh always with you, a whistle. You nailed it. It starts with a whistle every time. No. Um, it's very, uh, it, it definitely depends. But like, for example, today, we, well, Chelsea and I just got a, like a real piano, uh, stand-up piano in our living room. So we've been very inspired by that. And like just going to the piano and Max and I both play. So we'll, just try to sit down, play some chords and just sit in a room together and just like, yeah, we're so comfortable with each other that we can play some chords and sing some melodies. And if something is interesting or kind of, I think we all are on a very similar page too, because we've written so much that I think we gravitate towards the same things. But if there is something that like one of us is singing that we're not vibing with, you can be super honest with each other and say like you can stare each other in the eyes and say that sucks. Yeah, usually <laughs> move on. Usually comes from Chelsea for sure. Spencer's, yeah, um, pretty brutally honest with each other. But yeah, but, but I think I think you know a lot of it is sitting around with a guitar or piano and starting with that. Um, that's a lot of it. But then also because we produce everything, trampoline was actually started with like a MIDI synthesizer keyboard, but just that bass line, do, 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 do. Like we were just messing around mm -hmm. and, and then we built the beat around it and then started passing around vocal melodies there. But uh, either way, I'd say every time you write, it's been super collaborative and our inputs are all very much in, uh, respected and kind of uh, a part of each song, so. I'm not just saying this because it's uh, a female vocals with a male producer and, and Chelsea, you have short hair, but I do get some Eurythmics, Annie Lennox vibes from your it. sound. Mm -hmm. um, and Chelsea, what I'm curious about is transitioning from those folk songs, the walking stick stuff, into the pop electronic vocals. What do you like about doing vocals for this style of music that you really couldn't do when it was, you know, guitars on the back porch? Uh, <laughs> is that the video you're talking about? I yeah. think I... You know, I still the vibe, even if without the video, guitars in the back porch is like, yeah, yeah, vibe. Sure. yeah. Um, I think that just the biggest difference for me is um, vocally, it's just so different, you know, singing like a powerhouse song or even a trampoline, just 
you know, um, there's a little bit more emotion and vibe that you can get from some of these bigger songs that we're writing than a folk song where it was, um, still a lot of the folk stuff. Um, but I think that I've kind of opened up as an artist and like personally I've grown so much singing these songs where it's a very strong female fronted um, situation rather than kind of like a whimsical guitar. Not that I'm bashing on that, that we had like such a great time and we still continue to write some songs like that. But I feel like just being um, a pop alternative, electronic, whatever, just has personally made me a better person. And I, I, think to, I think to go off that real quick, like, I think um, songwriting for us three has always been like, just writing a good song has always been the most important thing. So transitioning, even though the, the, the sonic, like soundscape behind the music has changed a lot, I think at the core of, you know, let's say like the trampoline, I think it's just a really good song. And we just, we like to create a lot of space for Chelsea to, to, um, to be able to kind of be more present for the listener. We really try to keep space for her vocals and our music. And that was the same with the folk stuff too. We, we always try to respect that, but yeah. Chelsea, I feel like you could have really crushed uh, like a 90s Diane Warren power ballad, like given the chance. I am such a big, um, I'm a big 80s, 90s female fronted uh, fan. I mean, it's just such a fun two decades that are. Yeah. Really, uh, yeah. They're also kind of like, you kind of got like a, a rock set. I uh, love that. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk. Yeah, yeah. Let's can. talk about the new album, you know, because that's 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 the next step forward. Um, you said you scrapped what you had written before, like in between trampoline coming out and the pandemic, you already had recorded an album's worth of material. So why did you scrap it? What didn't you like about what you had recorded? I think that it you know, we've been traveling so much for the past couple years. We haven't really been home. And this pandemic, the silver lining was we we were home and got to like really look at what we had. And we just realized it was just a bunch of different pieces that didn't really tell a story and didn't feel like us necessarily. And um, so we wanted to write something that felt more true. I mean, we have to follow up trampoline in a way that we feel confident about. So we really, um, we just kind of decided that we needed something that was more us and told our story. And so I think that we accomplished that. We are incredibly excited about this new album. All the songs on them, all the songs are just like, um, tell, tell our story, which so we're super excited about that. How did you guys come up with your name? So when we were looking for a name, we had all these songs and we knew we wanted to kind of rebrand and change it up because the walking sticks just wasn't fitting with the electronic sound we were kind of leaning into. <laughs> you, can, you can agree with that. You can agree with that. It's, 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 it does it's have, unique uh, though. This is like really inside, but it does have that. like, it has a, t- walking sticks definitely has a Tacoma Park folk oh, vibe I to know, it. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I know, 100%. was the music we were making before Shade, but we, so we were looking for a band name and we had all, Spencer read this fantasy novel called The Name of the Wind. It's a part of like a, a trilogy. Um, the third book's not out yet, but he passed the book to Chelsea. She passed it to me and we were all looking through this name and um, the, the, the word shade with that spelling is part of that, uh, one of those books. And it's a cloak that is woven by a goddess, which we thought was a really, which was cool in and of itself. But the cloak is kind of uh, like a protective cloak and everyone kind of perceives it differently. It has these different qualities based on who's kind of wearing it and looking at it. And we thought that was kind of a nice metaphor for people, you know, hearing our music for the first time. So that was the shade. Cool beans. Yeah. Have, Have you, you ever answered that question before? Is this the hottest <laughs> time? A million times. That's the first time. <laughs> well, actually. Really? Not <laughs> Well, the cool thing, the, the nice thing um, is over the, like during the pandemic, we got a, like a tweet from the author of these books. who's like a hero of ours. He's probably one of the top five living like, wow. authors out there. And he was just like, how did I not know that this band, uh, you know, the song that I've heard a million times trampoline, like 
was, mm-hmm. you know, by this band and named their, their band after, after one of my, you know, after my work. So that was really cool. And then we, we FaceTimed with him for like a couple hours and got to talk to him. So he's a homie now. Patrick Ruffus. Yeah. Shout out to Patrick Ruffus. Spencer Max, you know, I, 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 we just discussed the transition into electronic music with Chelsea in terms of the vocals, but on the production side, you know, you haven't been bashing the folk as hard as Chelsea has been bashing the folk, (laughs) but (laughs) um, what did, did that opening that whole toolbox up into that different style production, how did that feel to you guys? Did it feel like a whole, like, breath of fresh air when you were making when you were making that new sound definitely i think i think just having the freedom to not go into a studio and have five hours to make a song is just it's night and it's night and day i, I don't think we would be able to you know it wouldn't have worked otherwise i mean and it was it was a little intimidating just kind of taking that leap but we kind of dabbled in that in production a little bit when we were um, when we graduated high school, we got like pro tools and started kind of messing around and then just like kind of realizing that the core was us three, it just kind of forced us to be like, you know what, like we, we can do this. And it just was a lot of experimentation, a lot of trial and error. And I mean, listening back to some of the early beats we made, it's been hard. It's like, Jesus, like, you know, but <laughs> it's part of the whole, <laughs> part of the whole process. And, you know, you, we, we're continuing to learn even now. So but we love it. It's like, it's a whole nother side of the songwriting that, you know, is, it's, there's limitless possibilities and there's so much you can do. And um, even now, like I'm jumping ahead here, but we have a uh, kind of an exciting thing that we've been working on with this album that we've never done before is we've been incorporating uh, orchestral strings into the album. Like real strings? Real strings. Yeah. So, Sweet. It started out as we have a song coming out um, in a month called Once Upon a Time. And we have string programs that will kind of emulate, you know, sounds, but we were like, you know, this song deserves like real players. And we uh, started talking to this arranger, this guy, Jarek Bischoff, who, who did the whole Angel Olsen, the last Angel Olsen album. And we were just huge fans of his work. And we sent him the song and he came back with some beautiful arrangements in addition to ours. And when it came time to recording, we were trying to figure out how, how this would work. And he recommended a Macedonian string or, uh, orchestra, Macedonia, Northern Macedonia. Mm. And um, Whoa. all wearing masks, <laughs> all safe, but, you know, way more feasible than uh, getting 15 players in LA or New York together right now. So we, we've had two, two sessions with them and it's just been crazy recording these beautiful strings over Zoom in our PJs and then editing you know 300 string tracks after the fact has been like a whole another level of production that we've been learning but it's, it's just you know you're always kind of learning new tricks and trying to evolve so who are some of your production idols in terms of beats and samples and orchestration and arrangements yeah uh question uh, we're huge tame impala fans um i think like his his combination of like real drums and synthesizers is like just huge influence on us i think a big reason why we transitioned to this sound too was we're, we're big radiohead fans and um especially when we like kind of when chelsea joined the group and we were trying to figure out what to do when we weren't working with the drummer anymore we were listening to a lot of radiohead and we're like man this is like our favorite stuff we should try to do something like this and it's very different but um still that was their production is very influential um who else? I mean, those are a those couple. Are two, there's, there's, those, are, those are two good ones for sure. Yeah. So, What's your um, favorite Radiohead album? Yeah, like what era ask? Radiohead are we Kid talking about? What Radiohead album? album? Kid A? Yeah. Kid A is our collective favorite album. Me too. Is it really? Yes. 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 Or the Bends, man. Ah, oh, dude, oh, yeah. there's a lot. There's so many. So it gets so hard. I can't so change your mind every day. Awesome. One thing we, we kind of like, we kind of went over a little bit, but didn't go into depth is you mentioned the song with Sting for the Stevie Aoki album. How did that come about? Do you just get a call from like, with Stevie Aoki, like in between chewing gum commercials? And he's like, hey guys, how about doing this song with Sting? Basically, <laughs> like I said, I, we all are such huge 80s Lee Sting fans. So, Steve called, a, 
Carter management was just basically like, hey, I have this song. I really want Shane to be on it. And by the way, Sting will be on it too. And I, we didn't even need to hear the song. We were in, he said, yes, please sign us up. Yes, yes, yes. What if so, it was uh, a reboot of Desert Rose? <laughs> uh, that would be, that would be ideal, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that's, one of our ideal. that's one of our favorite jams too. So how did, that, how did that go? How did the process of actually making that song go? So we did not, we didn't meet him until the day of the music video. So they, we had uh, a version of the song with Sting singing it and like there was no second verse really. Um, so we tracked Chelsea singing the second verse and then we heard a bunch of, we wanted Chelsea to harmonize with Sting obviously. So we, you know, came up with some different harmonies and stuff like that that we thought would work well. And Stevie Oki liked what we'd done with the track. But I remember when we were tracking this, we were like, God, we really got to nail this. We, we can't screw this up. Chelsea, we Chelsea would, Chelsea I would never, would die. I would die. Yeah. I had to, we had to be perfect. It was, uh, it was, but it was funny when we did the music video, it was freezing out. And the last, uh, like a, the last scene in the video, we're on this rooftop and um, it's free. I mean, it was, like, it's like 20 degrees up there. It was, I mean, it, it was, was like, snowing. it was like snowing. Yeah, it, it felt like it was, you know, everybody was just dying up there. So they were doing this scene together where they had to like, you know, they kind of go back and forth and they're like dancing together on this rooftop. And, and I look over at Sting and he's got Chelsea like nestled in his arms, like in her, he's like keeping her warm, but Chelsea looks so comfortable. And I'm just like, then he like takes her, and they like walk off into the distance to shoot the scene. And I'm like, oh God, that's the last time I'm gonna see Chelsea ever again. But yeah. no, it was, it was Sting, Sting stole my wife. That would be your life. He said, oh God. Yeah. Sting, Sting I know this is a wife. podcast, yeah. but you guys look like three angels. It's like, first of all, you two are so oh, identical. Gosh. It's like, wow, I've never seen it's... so much perfection in a frame in my life with these oh my, oh my gosh no really it's like <laughs> aren't they like jordan come on we've had people on the show where this is like we've had some really unattractive people on the show oh my god <laughs> no, i'm just kidding no. you could say the no, same thing you guys yeah. 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 well demi just to give you demi is an is a is an actual literal runway model and uh, oh, Lord. If you ask her, she gets embarrassed, but she'll, she has stories <laughs> that say, this one time I was in Milan, dot, dot, dot. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so awesome. They yeah. never end well. The stories never end well. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you, she tore her Achilles before a runway yeah. show one time. Oh, like, no. Nope. Oh, yeah. oh, I want to hear, can we hear this story real quick hear this? before we go back? The story, oh, no, I mean, it was just platforms and uh, run into the train and platforms and there I was laying oh, on the no. floor. I was like, and this, was, it, was that in Milan or Paris? Where was that? That was in Milan. Yeah, yeah. that was in Milan. Wow. So that's why I decided to do podcasts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, girls don't even like to wear heels, right? Chelsea, it's like not even, I don't know why they even make them. a platform that is all the same size do you prefer like when you perform what's your favorite thing to wear like what are you most comfortable in performing the only thing i perform in is a doc martin with a super chunky platform a platform doc martin oh yeah i have tried oh, yeah. new heels i did good morning america in heels a tiny tiny little heel and i almost died and i was just like no i can't my legs cannot oh, deal with this no yeah Oh they've got acorns that are dropping on their roof. Yeah. We're in like the woods out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? We're, Is we're that in Brooklyn, we... so we get like ice cream trucks and honks, uh, horns honking and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you talked about performing and you guys do these really cool music videos. There's kind of, when you're a pop band, there's kind of two sides to this. There's the actual music stuff and then there's the visual stuff, the photo shoots, the Instagram the music videos do you enjoy the non-music part of being in this band together i personally like a little bit of everything you know like you can't focus too much on the music because you have to also focus on 
your presence online and getting videos done and stuff like that, but you can't focus on just that because you actually have to have good music. So I think just having, um, I think we enjoy a piece of everything. We don't get bored. Um, we have a great time together and, yeah. you know. The, the No Other Way video was pretty fun. Because yeah. before that, I mean, even the, tr even the trampoline video that we made, Spence and I- I'm sorry, no, it's still sticking. Sorry, thank you. We love them. <laughs> but, uh, it's the band mom. It's still, I'm not trying to remember. It's, 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 just, it's just there. But it is what it is. It is, what it is. But even for the trampoline video, we like shot that on like a shoestring budget and Spence and I we downloaded Adobe Premiere and we were like editing the video and we were just like, I mean, so it's been nice post trampoline having like some help on that. So we're, you know, we can be part of the creative like process, but we're not actually having to edit music videos anymore and like do, every, you know, wear all yeah. those hats. It's just so. So the elephant in the room, how much do you think about we have to make a song as big as trampoline, or we have to make a song that makes, that puts, that people don't think of us as just the trampoline band. Like how much is that in your mind as you're, as you're working on new music? I think in the beginning, you know, right after trampoline, when we were writing, we were like, oh, how are we gonna follow this up? What are we gonna do? But then I think once we kind of let that go, we were finally able to, you know, cause again, we had no idea that trampoline would do what it would do. And it, it's not like a right off the bat pop, you know, like generic pop song. So I think that, you know, us just kind of sticking to our gut and, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that we had written it with us three and it was a song that, like Chelsea said, wasn't the very like generic pop song. It was like one of our more big experimental songs that we'd written. And I think that's given us a lot of courage to write songs that um, are different and, you know, stay true to ourselves. So Honestly, we really, I think we've been pretty good about not letting that mm -hmm. like cloud our creativity. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the, the new album. First of all, why is it just you want to maybe have the possibility to tour on the album in the summer if stuff improves or why wait until April to put it out? It's a good question. I think there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of it has to do with you know, pushing no other way at radio. And I mean, we're, we're flexible with the timing on, on this, uh, but right now we're just, we're trying to wrap it up as quick as we can. And then we're kind of talking to our team to try and figure out the best rollout, but there's still some flexibility there, but I think they want to make sure that no other way has enough time to do its thing at radio. And then, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole world that we just try, we try to focus more on the, on the music. And then we just kind of listen to what, you know, what we'll, we're part of that conversation, but we trust our radio team and our, and our label to kind of make the best decision on how, how they roll things out. So, and we're, we have, we're like drowning in strings. Now we have all these orchestra uh, sessions now that are, I mean, amazing, but it takes, it takes a while to, you know, put together these, you know, it takes like huge. a solid two, three days of work to do one song because you got to think there's, you know, there's 15 mic, there's 15 microphones on each, on each instrument. Then they're playing through it five times and then we're taking three of those best five takes so it sounds like you have 45 players playing so it sounds like a bigger orchestra and i mean we had like no other way had like 400 string tracks like i'm not wow. it, was, it was that like makes my head hurt just thinking about it just because you talked about Dobie premiere i'm a i'm originally uh i'm actually like a video music video director music photographer person and like I can just picture all those tracks laying out. I just, I just can't, I just can't. Yeah. It's, you know, though it's super fun and we're very thankful to be able to, you know, work with real string players at this level in our career. So yeah, no, no, we're not complaining, but it is, it is, there still is a lot of work to be done. I think the songs, we really love the songs that we have right now. We're still writing, but I think we have like a great, um, you know, collection of songs, but there's still some work to do before the album is done. You guys have come so far. You're three kids from DC. You so you know, you're touring the world. You've you've had a hit song under your belt, which I mean, let's let's get real. How many people can actually even write a hit song? Just you know, or half of one. You've come so far. What can we expect from the three of you guys in the upcoming future? I think this album like give us an indication of what the rest of the album will sound like. Yeah, totally. You know. Well 
I think that what we tried to do with this album, unlike anything else we've done before, is we really tried to like stick to write about like the the real emotions that we were feeling. I know that sounds cliche, but the the reason why we scrapped the, that whole other album was because those were stories that weren't our own. I mean, we we really tried to go just like deep within and and be really honest with ourselves and each other and write this album of material that is very super personal. Um, so there's that side lyrically. And then on the production side, I think we've just, we've been trying to grow as producers and just make really dope beats and try and get, uh, and then the strings, I think is going to be something really special for our listeners, just having that kind of epic, um, you know, um, emotional sound that is flowing throughout the album, I think is really going to be nice and, and tying everything together. Why, why do you guys stay in DC? Why not move to LA? We're all about, you know, like we love that, that when bands stay in their hometown, but why stay in the rustic cabin in Montgomery County? <laughs> in other words, why not move to LA, which everybody who we seem to interview, they've moved yeah. to LA and me and Jordan crack jokes on the phone. Yeah. I think that we're just not interested in being anywhere else. And because we're so self-efficient, you know, we love to visit LA, but certainly can never live there. Um, and all of our friends and family are here. So I think that it's just like kind of a no brainer for us. You know, we grew up here and um, we love it here. I mean, we love DC. Yeah, so. It's nice too, because I'm, I'm, I'm like properly in the city. So they, they, they live like a little outside, which is great because they have this beautiful space, but if they want to come into the city, I've got like a row home right in the heart of DC. So there's, it's nice now that we have the option to kind of, <laughs> you know. DC, the middle of DC is beautiful. I, I lived on Capitol Hill, yeah. uh, Northeast side of Capitol Hill, that's where, that's literally where. on the hill. People don't realize that Capitol Hill is an actual geographic feature. Like an, it's an actual hill, mm-hmm. um, but it's a really beautiful architecturally and aesthetically. Um, and it's also got a really rich musical, you know, history. So it's cool to, it's cool to be part of that DC music tapestry, so to speak, yeah, as corny sure. as that sounds. For sure. No, it's cool. We love repping our city. And like, you know, I think DC isn't known for, you know, they don't, they're not like known in the same way that New York or LA is for their music scene. So it's, it's cool that we've been able to kind of just kind of, you know, add, add to the history here in our hometown yeah. and not just leave it like other people have done. So thank you so much for talking to us, guys. Oh my gosh, thank you guys. Legends. We are looking forward to your music videos, to the album that's coming out. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you online? You can find us, our handle is at Shade Band, and Shade is S-H-A-E-D Band. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all the musics, Apple, Spotify, um amazon and uh chelsea good luck wiping away the walking sticks existence i am determined to erase please don't i enjoyed it i enjoyed evidence um we're we're, yeah no totally totally kidding we're proud of that that era but we're also very much team shade now so yes team shade team shade so are we team shade thank you guys so much and we look forward to hearing what you guys put out next. Awesome. Thank you guys. So this has been great. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Ben, we're really excited to have you on the show because we like having people who, you know, you came from people know you from the nerd out channel and for your, as, as a YouTuber and so we're curious about, you know, you've also done a ton of covers, but now you're doing original music. Right, so right. tell us about that voyage going from just like a, a nerd, you know, video game, YouTube, Marvel nerd, YouTube sure, sure. Person into yeah. this solo artist that we see shirtless in your new music video. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, kind of came up on the YouTube world, like, you know, the internet was a huge part of everything I did. Um, like ever since I have been making music was always like, what's the best way to get myself out there? And it was the internet. It was, you know, making acoustic covers. I found this, you know, the guys from nerd out, we started this channel and like that kind of took off. So the, the internet was basically what my music career came from was, you know, just building this audience on, on social media and YouTube and, um, 
kind of what I'm doing like with this new solo album that I'm putting out now is kind of looking at the negative sides of basing so much of your self-worth on the internet. And I feel like I fell into this, this hole where it was like every, like, you know, my identity was what people thought of me online. And um, you don't realize it at the time, but like it slowly like just weighs down on you. And I, I found myself in this rock bottom place. And I really like, I got all this inspiration for these songs um, that are pretty much all about, you know, how our generation is shaped by our obsession with social media and the internet and approval from people we don't know. So uh, that's pretty much what uh, this whole project is about that I'm going to play one of the songs for you guys right now. Awesome. That's an amazing story. I've actually never heard anybody talk about that. Um, and how cool is it to actually bring that, you know, bring awareness to that issue. Um, and especially because you are such, you are so big on the internet. Um, it's pretty cool. Big on the internet. Yeah. That's what you like your, your mom, I'm sure your mom, like when she talks to her friends is like, my son is really big on the internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, she's actually an eighth grade teacher. So, uh, like her, she has some kids that, you know, when's Ben going to come, you know, sing for us. He's going to come talk to us. So like at one year, <laughs> I usually go back and, and talk to the class and that, that's a fun one for sure. Yeah. Are you Do you talk to them about like kind of social media? Uh, you know, I haven't, you know, got into a lot of that negative stuff. No, I haven't. This is a pretty new, uh, a new side of me. It was more just like, you know, they were just pumped that the guy from that YouTube channel that they've heard about, it was going to be speaking. <laughs> so, yeah, it's different, I guess. <laughs> how have your, uh, how have your YouTube, your, your nerd fans, so to speak, how have they taken to your music career? You know, it's been, it's been great. Um, there's, you know, it's obviously a very different type of music that I'm doing on the solo front than I have been with the group. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been pumped by, by seeing the, you know, the, the fans kind of come over. It, it's definitely been like, oh, I didn't realize that Ben was doing this kind of thing over here. Like, let me check this out. And like a lot of them, you know, probably didn't know that side of me existed, but it's been cool to, you know, kind of, just introduce that to a type of people that wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Give us a little intro about the song you're about to play. Yeah, so the song I'm gonna do is the lead single from the album, it's called Validation. And it was kind of like, you know, the song that just sets the tone and it's uh, kind of coming to this realization in yourself that, wow, I'm basing so much of what I'm doing off of the validation of others. And it's like, I, you know, it's all surface level. No, like no one really cares about me as a person. I don't really care about me as a person either. Like I just care about, what they think of me as this public persona that I portray to people. So uh, yeah, the song's called Validation. Okay, great, take it away. I don't want your love I just want your validation I've had all your drugs I need more than medication Ooh, take it all, I'll give you every drop Be these things I'm not, no hesitation I don't want your love I just want your validation I just want your validation I just want it, I just want it I just want your validation Chemical consciousness Running my thoughts again Counterfeit confidence Let me get lost in it I'm killing for consequence This ignorance truly bliss Feed it right to my fingertips Baby, I can play the game It's what you want Don't stop till it's not enough Could hide away the things I've done No, I don't care I got nothing left to lose I've never cared for no one I know that's the truth But 
No matter where I run, you pull me back to you. You pull me back to you. I don't want your love. I just want your validation. I just want it, I just want it I just want your validation Thank you very much Awesome, thank you so much Ben Thanks I got awesome. it Ben, people know you from Nerd Out, but tell the people where they can find your solo music, your solo accounts, where they can, you know, get to know Ben Schuler. Yeah, yeah, just look up Ben Schuler anywhere, Instagram, hey Ben Schuler, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Type, type Ben Schuler into Google, you'll find all kinds of things. And uh, this new album's coming out one piece at a time over the course of this next year. And uh, we're about five chapters in right now. Next one coming a month from now. So stay tuned. All right. Thank you so much, Ben, for being on the show. All right, guys. Thanks so much. All right. See ya. A big thank you to Shade for being on the show and to Ben Schuler for performing on the show. Um, thank you for listening to It's Rose Jordan Demi. You can find us on popdust.com for the latest in culture and entertainment and um, an archive of our past shows. See you next time. Mm-hmm.